Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and we have a very special guest today, Fernando Fonseca. Welcome, Fernando. Hi, hi everyone. Thanks for having me, Chipo. Yeah, you got it, man. Uh, Fernando is an NCAA Division I student athlete at Cal Poly. During his junior career, he was a five-star recruit by Tennis Recruiting and, and attended to Saddlebrook and Wild Tennis Academy. And while in college, he's a freshman at the moment and he has secured himself a spot in the top of the lineup in both singles and doubles at Cal Poly. So congrats on a great junior and college career so far. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So in high school, you attended two different tennis academies, one in Florida, like Saddlebrook, and one in California, like Wild. That's where we actually met. Would you care to explain yeah. the people at home a bit of the difference between both of them and also how much you think going to an academy helped you mature a bit earlier than the people your same age? Yeah, so I left home when I was 13, actually, and I did not speak much English, and it was it was a bit of a transition there. I first went to Saddlebrook in Florida, and I had a really good time there. Like, the place is a, is a resort, and you live there. I still talk to a lot of people from there. My coach, her name was Stefan, she's also Brazilian, and I really liked it there, and that, that's where I met Rafa, the guy that brought me to Wild. The, the one in California, the high school in California. And at the end of the year, there was a fire there which like made my parents insecure. And also, for money reasons, it was pretty pretty expensive there. And then I started like looking for another alternative. And then I found Wild, which I think it was great. Like, it was like, it changed me a lot. I, Juan, Ho Mohammed, all the coaches there, they all helped me a lot. I met so many people there and like since it's a pretty small high school you make a lot of friends that you like you get really close to them and it was it was great i had a very good time not a lot of people from brazil get to do what i did yeah for sure and it's actually funny that you say it because that you said that you were not fluent in english when you first arrived to the states at 13 because when i met you which was when you were a I think a sophomore in in high school, you were already yeah. pretty fluent in English. So it's like yeah, I was already pretty good. So it's yeah, like damn, like my first year, but you man, you manage it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you moved to Wild your sophomore year in high school. At this point, did you know college tennis was the path you wanted to pursue? I actually started finding out about college tennis at Wild. Like coming from Brazil, college tennis. It's now starting to change its reputation here, but before, like, I didn't even know what it was, and it was like, wow, if you're going to go to college, then you're going to get a degree and follow a business career. Like, it wasn't something you would go if you want to go pro in tennis or something. You want to go beyond. Yeah. So, uh, when I went to Iowa, I started to realize, like, how good college tennis was by, like, going to watch UCLA and USC, just, like, finding out players that went pro after and like getting to meet some of them and then i figured out like yeah i really want to go to college tennis d1 it's really good yeah so when you first were when you first arrived to saddlebrook you didn't know a lot about college tennis nope okay okay and as, as i previously said 
when I first met you, you were already pretty fluent in English, which which was like early in your high school career, which you don't see a lot for young guys who English is not their first language. Would you say that helped you when you were doing the recruiting process in terms of maybe having to study for the SAT a bit less than a ner than a regular international student would or taking the TOEFL, developing relationships with coaches, among other things? Yeah, it definitely helped to be fluent. Like, it was a lot easier to study for the SAT. I didn't have that hard of a time in the English part, which my SAT helped me a lot to get, to get me where I am and during my recruiting, pro recruiting process. And I mean, the first year I struggled a lot. Like, most of my friends back side of work were Brazilian or like Mexican or like people that would speak Spanish. But that changed after I became fluent in English and things like were a lot easier. So it's very like it's very important to start early practicing English and make sure you're ready for college. Yeah. I mean you were not fluent in English when you arrived to Saddlebrook, but you you like you had a pretty good idea basics, of everything, like, right? Yeah. Everyone in Brazil has English classes through like high school and before that. So I knew the basics. Yeah, and what's what's crazy to me also is because you are the actually the third Brazilian player I get on the podcast. I got Gabriel De Camps and I got Chris Grassell, you know Chris. Um <laughs> Yeah, I know Chris. And you got like they were telling me about how everyone in Brazil has this like pro mentality, like they don't really want to go to college because they think that it's a waste of time and it's like kind of taking Like tennis starts taking a back seat whenever you start focusing on, on college tennis and stuff like that, which is like a pretty bad concept. Would you yeah. say that when you got to while the second academy you were in, that's when you realized that how serious college tennis was in the States? Yeah, I would say like through my second year of high school, first year of while, when I started like being exposed to it a little bit more, I realized how serious and how like big and now I can say how fun it is. Like, I'm glad I'm doing college tennis and I didn't stay in Brazil and try to go pro or something without college. Yeah. And Because do you regret anything from your recurring process? I wish I had started a bit earlier, but that's about it. Not much else. Okay, okay. And why did you choose Cal Poly? Well, uh, I really like the coach. Like, the coach seemed really interesting in me like he came watch me he like he gave a lot more attention to me than any other coach and when i visited there i really liked the campus and the city and like it's it's near the coast it's california i wanted to stay in california and most of the other schools i was talking to they're outside of california and i didn't want to go back in florida to florida and it just ended up being like pretty much a perfect fit because i'm loving it there Yeah, wait, it's San Luis Obispo, right? That's what Carpol is? Yeah, San Luis Obispo. So that's Northern California? Yeah, it's like between LA and San Francisco. Okay, in the middle, okay. And what other schools were you talking to like were, that you were actually interested in? Because as you said, you wanted to stay in California, so it's not like you were paying attention to any schools in the East Coast or anything like that. I actually talked to some there, but... I ended up choosing Cal Poly because I was in California. I talked a little bit with UCSB. I was talking with Dartmouth and Tulane, as well as Tulane in New Orleans. And I actually talked for a bit with Stanford, but it was going to be a different case. I don't know if I would have had a spot in the lineup and no scholarship or anything. But I talked to them for a little bit. It was one option at one point. 
Okay, and when you were looking into all these schools, was academics something you were really looking forward to, or would you say you were more focused on like the tennis aspect of it? I was trying to find a good balance. I was looking for a good academics because just because it's important. Like if tennis doesn't work later on, it's good to have a good masters with you. And I was looking for a good balance in both. I didn't want to go somewhere where like tennis wasn't competitive enough but academics was very strong or where tennis was top 10 and academics was very weak. Yeah. Um, and do you think going to an academy helped you transition easier into the college schedule? Because like I remember we used to go to class, then practice and then go to the gym, then eat. So it's kind of like the same thing, but of course focusing way more on academics in the university. Yeah, it helped a lot, a lot. Everyone that I talked to there is like the first time boarding, like boarding in the school, and they struggle. Like they don't even play a sport, and some people struggle managing the academics already. <laughs> so I think it definitely helped to, <laughs> to like have a routine, a routine where like you study, practice, gym, eat, and then you study, and then also with the social life. Social life is also third aspect in there. Yeah, I think I think it like it's less in those academics and sports for us in college. But I think it's also really important to, like, manage it well because you got to be happy, you know? Yeah. And what advice would you give an incoming freshman in terms of balancing athletics and academics? Uh, set your prior priorities, priority, priorities straight. I don't know how to say the word. <laughs> But, like, know what you want to do with, like, what you want to achieve. If you want to, like, play number one for them, set your time so, like, you put a lot more effort into tennis and academics than social life. If you want to go there for having to have fun, then it's fine. But, like, set your priorities straight and have good time management, management skills. Start working on that. Yeah, and what's a regular day like for you at Cal Poly? Like, in the middle of the season, before everything got canceled, what were you doing, like, every day? In the middle of the season, so... Cal Poly, we have practices in the morning, so I would wake up, eat breakfast, had to practice. Practice practice would start at 8.45, so the whole team is there at like 8.20, 8.30. Practice all the way to 11, and then fitness from 11 to 12. And then my case, I had classes from 12 to 4, and then after that, it was just studying or going to the trainer's room, getting getting treatment and just taking care of your body. Yeah, that's actually, 8.45 is not that early, man. So you actually... No, it's not that early. You, you have a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah, do you prefer practicing in the, like, in early in the morning and then finish early? Or do you prefer not going to practice in the morning but finish later? I think I would prefer actually practice earlier and finish earlier. Okay. But... Yeah. 845 is not bad. Yeah. Like, I, like, I like morning practice. Yeah, and what's, so your, what's your lifting schedule? Do you guys lift every day? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 to 12. Okay, okay, that's good then. Um, yep. So, of course, this year was really weird for everyone with the whole coronavirus thing happening. I don't know if you care to explain to the non-athletes out there or former players listening, how did you find out the season was canceled? Like this, moving to the school online, having to leave the dorms, among other things. So, we had a match the next day against Gonzaga. 
Gonzaga's already at Cal Poly. And we're practicing, it was a Tuesday, we're practicing, like getting ready for the match, just like we're going to play some sets and get ready for it. And we had two recruits in town. We had, actually both of them committed to Cal Poly. And they're both watching us practice, like we're having fun because it was like the day before the match, playing some games. And then coach got a call and he left. And then like 15 minutes later, he comes back, like kind of like crying. And he tells us the season was canceled. And that pretty much killed everyone's mood. Like, we had a senior that he was going to leave. Like, he, he was very close to winning the Big West. All three years he was there. He's being a big part of Cal Poly. And this, like, was looking like our year was a pretty good year for us. So it was very, like, very, very sad. And then actually, 15 minutes later, the recruit said, said he was committing, which changed the mood a little bit, like, made Coach a bit happier. And it was, it was a weird day, very weird, <laughs> like, sad day. Yeah, for sure. And after that happened, when did they tell you guys, okay, like, we're going to move to school online and everyone has to leave the dorms? So it was in all that, all, then after that, everything happened in the following week. Like, practice was canceled, everything was canceled, but school was still happening. And then in a matter of, like, two to three days... They're like, oh, yeah, we're moving to school online. If you want to stay on campus, you can. We don't recommend it, but <laughs> no matter like two to three days. And then I was getting myself a ticket for the next following Wednesday, which yeah. was actually finals week. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Plus, as you were telling me off air, so as soon, as soon as they cancel, they cancel school, like you book your ticket back to Brazil, right? Yeah. And they canceled they canceled school right before finals week so it was like our finals were moved to online yeah all of a sudden like in a matter of like two days teachers had to move all finals online yeah that's tough man and how do you find it living in dorms actually because do you think it's comfortable and help you transition easier into college or is it just like whatever i i i liked my dorm i the people there were like a lot of fun And I think it helps in the social aspect because you make friends a lot easier. Like, we have a huge support system for freshmen at Cal Poly. And I think living with arms gets you closer to a lot of people. So I think it, def it definitely was a help. Nice. Okay. Um, this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the Dig 1-5. It's five rapid-fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can, okay? Yeah. Brazil or California? California. Juniors or college? College. Definitely college. Favorite college memory? Oof. Favorite college memory so far? It's probably when we're on a six lose streak and after we won that match. <laughs> Most listened artist at the moment? Most listened artist. I'm actually listening, listening a lot to Avicii right now. Okay. Rest in peace, Avicii. Um... Other than tennis, what other profession would you like to attempt? Um, I'm, 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 I'm a business major and I don't know, maybe like investment banking. Okay, okay. But is tennis something you actually want to try and pursue once you're done with your college career or is it too early to tell? I, as of right now, I do want to pursue it, but we'll see how things go. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's all I got for you today, Fernando. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you keeping it 100 with me and w f with all the listeners. And yeah, man, best of luck in the coming season too. Thank you. Thank you, Chipo. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Fernando. And thanks to all the fans for tuning in to another D1-only episode. And see you guys next time. All right. Thank you.